welcome to the Dog Days of Summer episode of No Prize Podcast. I am the professor, that is Lucas, and this is No Prize Podcast. So, uh, how's the last couple of weeks been going for you, Lucas? Uh, let me tell you, all the students that's got me going, it's got me so that another show, the Drunken Chats on this show, is spilling over into the show. It's got me drinking all over again, man. It, oh, jeez. The, the news that we got going on. Look, look if, you go, if you don't want the kids to see me drinking, you might turn it off. <laughs> because, my goodness, the stuff that has been coming out over the last couple weeks, even even the stories that they got going has got me, my goodness, and, and shaking my head. And I used to have hair. I used to have at least a little bit of hair. <laughs> I no longer have hair, and, and it's all Marvel's fault. But let let's let, let, let's let's try it and see how long we can go before I start cussing people out. Well, let's so so let's actually talk about what came out this week with what if um before we get into uh, a lot of some of the news so so let's so let's talk about that a little bit um because i I thought uh i thought the what if the first episode was a was really really good and thing and and i want to say the highlight of that episode is the, the the animation um which was just unbelievable and i want to shout out the uh the, there's three different animation studios i think that that created that show it was a flying bark productions uh squeeze animation and blue spirit uh from australia canada and france respectively though uh, you know this almost such a like a like a almost photorealism to the animation that really kind of uh, like affected uh, my enjoyment of watching it, um, and that combined with the the, the like ninety five percent of the original actors came back to provide the voices for their characters. Um, I thought that 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 it really kind of pulled me in. Um, you know, if when I'm listening, when I'm watching uh, Peggy Carter, and it's really Haley Atwell, you know, um, or uh, you see Bucky, and it's Sebastian Stan, you know, um, that really kind of helped me. Uh, get pulled in and really kind of enjoy the story. Now, while the story, while I was, you know, kind of saying, uh, really wasn't anything new. I mean, yeah, it was, it was cool to see Peggy instead of Steve um, in the suit and more like a Captain Britain type more than Captain America. Um, But I thought it was really, uh, it was really, really done well. Um, What did you think? Okay. Well, I've this watched once, twice, possible three times, just pick through the East Rays and, and what they're trying to do. Um, and now I'm thinking, man, remember that Peggy Carter show that they had back then? Maybe they yeah. should have probably did it did, did this instead of doing that whole thing, and maybe people would have had more interest in it. But it was again, so it, look, what if it's off to a good start? I'm happy for them. Uh, so far, some of the complaints from some of the other guys I've been talking to is just like, hey, man, 33 minutes was kind of short, right? They were hoping for something a little bit longer. I, you know, with the animation, animation's expensive, so <laughs> I was expecting kind of like a half hour. Like a half hour uh, was about right, I kind of thought, so. Yeah, I mean, look, Disney's, Disney's got the money, you know, the operating costs are really, aren't really going to dent them, you know. Um, but Look, it is what we thought it was going to be. It was going to be hype. It was going to be great stuff. Um, you know, I, I once again, I got to go back and watch it again. 
uh, to see what's going on and where if, if there's anything in there that's going to point to the future that might be interesting um, uh, you know I think there might have been the 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 monster that came out of the portal at the end that they were fighting that was Shumagorath, right? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think so, so too. That's that's something that's been that I've been talking about on the show for a while. Um, it's something that they've been pointing that's going to be a big thing in the uh, Marvel comic books um, going forward. Even in WandaVision, it showed up in well, it was one of those Easter eggs in WandaVision that's been in in the back in in Strange Academy. So. Man, once again, I I liked it. I loved where it went and where, where it's going. Um, the uh, so let's see, who let's see Watu right? They said that the yeah. voice for Watu was uh, it was Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright. Wright. Yeah, yep. uh, Peggy Carter is Atwell, Steve Rogers. Uh, was that Evans? Is that still Evans? No, no, no. The I think he's the only okay. guy they got that didn't come back uh, for this episode. Anyway, there were there were a few of the actors that didn't come back for this, and of course, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, um, and a few others. Um, but I mean, they got Sam Jackson back. They got uh, they got Jeremy That's Renner amazing. as Hawkeye in this episode. Uh, future episodes. Uh, so next episode, which is the Black Panther episode, is the last. Uh, work of Chadwick Boseman, and uh, and we have Chris Hemsworth coming back to do Thor. Uh, so it's really get like almost everybody, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and with with a few exceptions. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is coming back to do Hulk. Um, so it it is it's interesting that so many of these actors were just so like they're just happy to come back and do it, you know. Um, mm. I'm sure the paycheck's not bad either. Um, for <laughs> to just show up and get to wear your jeans and a t-shirt, you know, and just kind of right. say you don't have to run your out. lines. You don't have to work out. You don't have to yeah. learn new flips or new, you know, aerobatics and you can yeah. sword joints. And, and I'm sure yeah, I, I, I'm sure the, I'm sure the voice acting was recorded during the pandemic, so they were like happy to, you know, to mm-hmm. like do it and they go that. I bet I bet they probably did it from home, you know, because a lot of. Uh, a lot of these voice actors are working from home with their they have their own kind of studios you know, doing their own stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, for yeah. for me yeah. good paycheck. Yeah. So the, the the good news that I think that has come out since the first episode of What If is the fact that Marvel is now working on several more animated series and hopefully using the same animation studio. And the question so I guess it may be a question that I have for you before we get into all the other stuff is DC has really kind of had a stranglehold for the last 20 years on animation uh, with, you know, with their Domination. superheroes. They all kind of, yeah, and, 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 and the DC universe, if you want something that works in a story format uh, that's, you know, b- between live action and animation, DC has owned animation um, and Marvel has owned the, the cinema. And now it looks like Marvel is, you know, they, they're going to be like, okay, so let's watch what we can do. Um, I've, I've found Marvel's animations, uh, you know, tw- up, like up to 20 years ago to kind of be a little lackluster and kind of unimaginative, um, right. uh, compared to what DC was doing. Um, but here, uh, I, I just think that it, it, it dovetails perfectly with what they're doing, the MCU, and it's kind of showing off a little bit of what they can do on the animation side, but also while not, not really, uh, 
I guess, blowing a big budget on, uh, on another movie. Right. Sure, Cause sure. this is, this is stuff that they, they can, they can redo, they can revisit old sets and they could just have to draw them instead of recreate them. So yeah, 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 I, yeah. this, this is, yeah. So this is, this is going to be a shot across the bow for all that situational stuff with yeah. the uh, Scarlett Johansson. Right. Yeah. We don't need actors to be successful. We could just do this animation stuff. We can switch out animators. We can switch out voices, and yeah. people are just going to still love it. Yeah, right? you don't. You don't want to come back. We'll just find someone that sounds like you. How much of an insult Ooh. is that? <laughs> that is that is a shot, a straight <laughs> shot, right? Uh, yeah. So, but but you know, going tying it into the DC stuff. Yes, DC has been has been able to do that for years now. Like, oh, people are like, oh man, you know, DC EU sucks. It's it's so bad and everything. Even though they've had some pretty good solo successes, as long as it's not yeah. part of the collective universe. But the animation stuff has been freaking great. The however, you know, like the TV series, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, right? You know, either you like Doom Patrol or you don't, or either you like Green Arrow or you don't. It's one of those. It's one of those things. But the animation has been on point, and and I think DC is just now figuring it out, and they're actually pulling some of the animation stuff into some of the comic books. So that's that's where that is. Now, here, here here's the problem: is that none of that stuff tends to drip into the DC EU. So now Marvel has shown that their MCU stuff can drip into their MCU animation stuff and it's just fine yeah. so 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 going forward you know the big thing has been you know we're wondering what's going to happen with the kamala khan stuff we're, we're wondering what's going to happen with the kate bishop stuff the moon girl that's the big thing that people are wondering about yeah um you know these strange academy kids that that are just hanging out there on the fringe that people want to see out there there's so many projects and people that the people want yeah. to see that would be perfect for this animation deal and, uh, and how about how about new properties, right? They could they could launch a new property and an animated version, and just be kind of testing the waters to see if it's absolutely. worth spending the money on a live action joint. Yes, you know, so, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't think I've talked about it on this show, but I've talked about it in other circles where the big thing that they're trying to do right now is uh, the uh, MC or excuse me, Disney is trying to cultivate the African scene. So there's a yeah. bunch of superheroes that are out there in Africa and artists and creators, and they're trying to cultivate that into something. And they've signed contracts with those guys in order to help them out so that some that sometime, someday that stuff might uh, kind of drip into the MCU. Hmm. They've already done that with some of the manga and animation stuff, right? They've, they've cultivated that, and some of it's slowly dripping into the MCU um, so, for instance, the uh, the new Ages of Atlas, I, and I forget the names of all all the other new ones, um, but some of those have like have already started dripping into that. Like uh, the one character that uh, I, I forget the, the once again I forget the names of, it, but some of that has already dripped. And the here here's the deal um, with the Shang Chi movie that's coming out. They're hoping all the speculators were hoping that some of that stuff shows up in Shang Chi. Most likely will not. But now you get a second chance that if, you, if you're going to do this, what if animation stuff? We yeah. better start seeing some of those new characters in season two. Right? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're, we're ta if, we're, if we're talking about the Agents of Alice from from last year, where they in, uh, they introduced like a ton of new Asian heroes, um, 
in, in, in a manga type style, right? So th- that is something that they can just kind of go down that avenue and just visit all that stuff. And I and, and and you know what? That stuff, the 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 manga type uh, artwork is 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 made for animation. It is. It just is. Um, and and that's that's where I think a lot of those characters might actually get a foothold. You know, uh, as opposed to a lot of those characters debuted in a in an online app video game, right? That yeah. we that that we talked about maybe a year or two ago. Um, but that's um, that's where I kind of think that you know where everything had been driving. I've been talking for years about uh, characters debuting not in the comics but on platforms like this. Uh, going forward, um, that way you don't have, really have to worry about creators, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, because because they're creating their own stuff. Um, but you know, we could talk about creators in a in a few minutes. But I think that's, um, you know, I think this is the future. This is really, uh, I, you know, what I've been saying for years. And eventually, one, you know, one of Mar- Marvel's big thing, Marvel's last exploding character was like Deadpool, right? Um, yes. and you know, their next, their next one is not going to be in the comics. The next, the next big character from Marvel is going to be either debuted in the MCU or in an animated series like this or on right. Disney plus. And that's, that's where they're coming from now. They're not, they're not going to be appearing in the pages of the comics, which right. is unfortunate, but I mean, it really is the future. So it is, it is, and and you know we'll we'll get into the future of uh, Marvel in a, in a little bit, but because uh, I do have some some stuff uh, lined up, but man, yeah. So things could have gone bad, things went well, and it makes me definitely hopeful for the future. Um, so what do you, what, do you, what would you like to talk about next? Uh, well, oh, I mean, we could, stuff. yeah, we could, we could talk right. about the creator stuff because I mean, this is a, this is not a new story, but it just seems to just have legs, and I, you know, just keep seeing the same story again and again over the last couple of months is the creator, uh, the 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 way that Marvel and DC are treating the creators when it comes to their properties being created for the big screen, small screen, you name it. Um, and this story that just came out that last week is, so I guess someone actually talked about well, how like the cre- how much the creators are getting paid. And basically what it's come down to is a check for $5,000 and a ticket to the premiere of the movie, um, which, you know, obviously if you're looking at it at face value, slap in the face, right? You know, I mean, we've talked, we, I've talked to several creators about about this. We talked to Jim Starlin uh, just last month on uh, on outside the panels. Um, Don, I, I've talked to Don McGregor personally a, a million times about his compensation for Black Panther, um, which I've never really talked about on this podcast or anywhere else. But you know, the the these creators that are just so happy to see that their work is being portrayed on the screen, not necessarily happy with the way they're being treated by by Marvel, which, uh, you know, if you're talking from a corporate aspect, um, I mean, you kind of get the, the, that, that, you know, these creators, they were work for hire, blah, 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 blah. So legally, you know, legally, they're not obligated to really do anything. So, Um, it's kind of unfortunate when you look at 
you know, something someone created 50 years ago, finally finding its way to the big screen. And you're, you're, we're kind of in this, uh, the same kind of loop that they, that Siegel and Schuster were in when, when uh, Superman got stolen or not stolen, but got bought by DC and, and Siegel and Schuster died penniless, you know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, with, with the environment that we're in today where they real, you know, a lot of people are out there supporting the, the fact that, Hey man, these guys got a raw deal back then. Right. You know, when I'm sure when when Jack Kirby created half the Marvel Universe, that uh, he did not think that someday that these would this would be a billion dollar a movie industry or three or four billion dollars a year. And and he got I mean, well, Kirby Kirby was comfortable, even though he probably didn't get paid as much as he should have. But. You know, other other writers like Don McGregor, who was so so instrumental in creating a lot of the Black Panther universe, was making 160 bucks an issue of Jungle Action. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that, <laughs> and and he never really got any kind of compensation. You know, sometimes Marvel, sometimes Marvel doesn't even send you uh, like the the like an omnibus if they if they publish an omnibus sometimes they don't even send you that that as a compliment um so it's 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 interesting to get into it and i and i'm like i don't i'm not privy to any of the contracts or anything but uh yeah i think marvel and disney (laughs) disney's of disney's of the mind that anything that came before they acquired marvel they're just they don't know anybody anything Right. So yeah, and and that's true, know. right? So um, yeah. So what it comes down to is that yes, uh, you know, most likely the creators for some of these properties that they currently own, um, those creators aren't getting enough credit or not not compensation, right? Um, is because uh, whatever contracts that they made with the that company that they were well those are no longer necessarily void or whatever and a lot of that stuff is you know past outside its copyright uh so here here's the deal which you always got to remember that there that there is a group that is all a part of you know making sure that screenwriters and and the like get their get to share that's the screenwriters guild uh for american television uh radio, uh radio and television right they currently have several agreements and they actually negotiated every two years um with the production companies like hey what's going to go on with this um and they have to right because technology is ever changing right you know yeah you know, you know, two years ago we didn't. Yeah, we had Netflix, but we didn't have video on demand the way we did. Um, yeah, we had radio, but we didn't necessarily have Spotify the way it is. Which so every two years you got to freaking keep going on, and freaking make sure you renegotiate it. Uh, they just renegotiated on July 2026, 20, where it was like four of the five big major, um, you know, production companies. And say, hey, uh, this is what's going to happen. So there's a difference in between television credit to uh, what's going on with uh, video on demand to video demand inside house to video on demand that goes outside outside a production company house. There's it, all types of things. And even writers, screenwriters are part of that agreement. You know who's not a part of that big agreement? Creators, right? Because like you said, creators, some when 
if you're a creator for one company and then that license gets sold to another company, that doesn't mean that that contract that you sign with them goes forward. Yeah, you have to re-sign it. So that's why a lot of uh, these creators nowadays, in order to sign up with these companies, they're making sure that if I if I make something for you, that license goes with my license goes with me to that new company. So, for instance, uh, I don't know if you've heard about James Tynion, who has been writing Batman for like the last, yeah. no, what, four or five years, plus something that's killing the children, Department of Truth and everything. He got sick of it, right, because he's, he's starting to see a lot of the stuff that he written get written into other scripts, and he's not getting any credit for it. So yeah. he, he got pissed off and said, you know what, I'm taking my business away from D.C., and he's creating or he's going with this other company called Substack right? yeah. as a result. And, you know, and good for him, right? Uh, so that is that is to the heart of it, right? And you know, people are upset about. Well, no, the creators they're still getting somewhat compensation. They're getting five thousand dollars for appearances at you know, whether whatever reward show and red carpet joints and a thank you and 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 that's it. Um, but that that's and that's yes, that's the business side. Gotcha. Yeah. But here here's where I'm coming from. What about the timing of this, right? You know, I, I thought it was kind of spirit. So if you look at the date of this particular article, and it was apparently the Guardian that actually broke this, the timing of this is kind of weird, right? It was uh, 9th August, right, which is five days prior to uh, the third or four days prior to the 13th. What happened on August 13th? Well, Disney uh, just came out with their earnings. Right. Hmm. Uh, the reason why that's kind of weird, well, it's not necessarily. I think it's nefarious, is because if you're doing that right before the earnings, that means that you are trying to influence uh, investors, right? Whether investors are going to continue on with that company or not, right before right. the earnings. Really, right before the earnings. How many red carpets have happened that these guys, that the guys that you mentioned in this article, uh, were there? Yeah. Multiple red carpets now, but now all of a sudden you're decided decided to mention this four days right before the earnings. Really? Yeah, it's just I mean it's a way to influence the press, you know, because you know big earnings coming out, and now we're going to show how little how how the little guy is getting treated, you know. Uh, it's just uh, it's 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 the news cycle, right? It's just the way it is. Right. I mean, it's but the, yeah, they're they're the little guys and everything. Um, it's but that's that is that is the business right you know yeah they're so you know it's tough i feel i feel for the creators i absolutely think they should definitely get better compensation you know it's just that they gotta they it's not necessarily with marvel they've got to go straight to the freaking sack and say hey what's what's going on with this like you guys did not include us in these like these licenses and these contract agreements that's Mm. where it really starts yeah, I mean, I think you know where where it basically comes down to. They're getting kind of like a thank you as a footnote in the in the credits at the end, and really they should be, you know, if you're if you're seeing a, a if we're watching Batman, right? You're gonna have Batman on the screen created by Bob Kane and, and Bill Finger. Now, I mean, this has been this we could talk about this all day long because it's been going on for decades, um, but. You know, if we're watching Black Panther and it's a story heavily influenced by writings of Dawn, 
do you say Black Panther based on stories by Don McGregor, like right at the beginning of the movie? And then and you know that there's some level of compensation there for that, you know? Right. And that's that to me is, you know, w- w- I can only imagine that some of these Marvel and DC creators, when they're watching Netflix and they see see Robert <laughs> Kirkman's Invincible pop up, that, they're, that that's not like really kind of going up their ass sideways because you know, Kirkman and Walking Dead and everybody knows Kirkman's responsible for that. You know, that that's, that's you know, I mean, that it's, a, it's just a different contract way of doing business that Image did versus where the creators own their own properties versus, you know, Marvel and DC, which, you know, that was that's still the way of doing business for the last hundred years is you're selling me your property, you're creating stuff for me to use and make money off of and your work for hire. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So I don't blame people like, James Tinian for, for for getting upset, seeing their stuff, and sometimes thanklessly showing up, you know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 then and then not getting uh, the credit or the compensation really that they deserve. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, it does it does kind of sound like maybe we're crying a little bit over spilled milk here, um, but going forward is where I think I think you know, these articles kind of show that there really does need to be some kind of uh, compensation structure where, you know, hey, if we use your ideas or how about this? How about if we kind of use your likeness in a show like we cast Owen Wilson as a Mark Grunewald clone? Maybe we compensate Mark Grunewald a little bit. And I know that he died over 20 years ago, but, you know, he's got a scholarship that you guys could probably contribute to. Um You know, and that's uh, interesting, interesting stuff. But I think it's super complicated too. Um, but but it is something that I think needs to happen, and something that I think even some of these newer creators actually have these deals. Like, don't you think uh, Sana Amanat has has some kind of sweetheart deal going for Ms. Marvel when it comes out at Disney Plus? I bet you she has a really good deal. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and no, I, no one's heard yeah. anything about that, but I'm sure she does. So, you know, oh, I guess we'll, I guess we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see we'll when see. that comes when that comes out because we'll be. I'm I know we'll be talking about it, but I want to talk about yeah. it when it comes out, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, you know, anyway, like I said, we could talk for we could talk for the whole show about about this. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. let's. Uh, what's what's the other let's news see. that we want to get to? Uh, excuse me. Oh yeah. So the uh, well, so I talked about the the DC earnings, right? Yeah. Um, that that was the news. That was the interesting news that came out. Um, you know, they talked about a few things. They talked about the fact that, <laughs> well, first of all, they said, "Hey, we 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 had a lot of operating costs. The pandemic kind of hit us hard. Um, we had some revenue, but the revenue was, of course, offset by the 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 loss and everything. The most interesting thing was not necessarily what was actually in the report, but how the media portrayed it. Media portrayed it like, well, you know, there's this whole circle or this whole cloud of Black Widow hanging over them, but they didn't talk about Black Widow. Well, they didn't talk about Black Widow in any of the the digital releases, but if you there was a audio call, and inside that audio call, they definitely absolutely talked about Black Widow um, and what they were thinking. Um, so, for instance, the the difference between a theatrical release release versus 
um, the SVOD, the, the video on demand release. Mm-hmm. And apparently what they were th- one of the things they were thinking was, well, every time we had to do the theatrical release, uh, you know, we had to spend money for advertisement and everything, and we had already spent a lot of money for advertising just for it not to be released. Right. Um, so that was a key comp- component of it. Plus, they were saying, well, no, the next experiment that they've got coming up is Shang-Chi. Mm. Um, uh, and they say, well, no, Shang-Chi is probably going to be one of the biggest ones that they're doing. And they're not going to do um, an SVOD release. Uh, so that was that was the that was the thing for me, man. Like, OK. Um also, oh yeah, oh yeah. So also, you know, the oh. uh, yeah, the Disney is going to launch in South Disney Plus is going to launch in South Korea, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. So that to me is makes it as an incentive that all these Asian centric stories that they plan on doing, especially Shang Chi and then you know New Ages of Atlas that we hope that they're going to do. Right. That that's where they're going to target because I forget the name of the one. Uh, cartoon that's already it's not it's an animated movie I think it's called Raya or something on there yeah I, I think they're hoping that that'll play into it and, and be successful because right now uh, it's not doing well for them at all oh in really fact, yeah in fact inside this report they actually said there are big operating costs and losses as a result of that one uh, so mm-hmm. they, they in fact they called out three principal projects uh, it was the Raya uh, Soul which was amazing to me. Um, I loved that movie. It yeah, lost it that lost money. That lost money. Um, yeah. But the biggest, but the biggest loss was Cruella, right? Um, you know, yeah. It, uh, nobody asked for Cruella, <laughs> but <laughs> but there, true. there it is, right? It, it's out there, and I I think they probably wanted people to pay money for it. I'm not paying money for Cruella. It's like okay, how many? How many stories off the 101 dimensions can you make? Yeah, and, well, you know, well these 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 movies were were made with budgets planning on a a wide mass market release, right? So, and then they just dumped them on Disney Plus. So I totally get that they had to they were cutting their losses, really, right? So um, I know that I paid my whatever to see Soul, but then when I when we saw it, and I loved that movie. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to spend $30 on seeing something. We could we'll just wait. We'll wait a few weeks. I'm sure in yeah. a few weeks, it'll just be free. Um, yeah. and I know that a lot of people that are probably doing that. So, right. You know. uh, and then in the meantime, like right after the earnings release, they came out with the news that there's going to be a Cruella part two. Um, really? I, I don't understand is Cruella one didn't do too well, but they're coming out with the Cruella two. All right. Well, you know what now, and but the Cruella two will probably get a mass market release, right? So they're gonna say, is, was that just a fluke? I'm sure that's why, right? They're gonna say, was this just yeah. a fluke, or um, or does this really not have legs? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So earlier, Shang Chi box office projections is that it's going to be the lowest MCU opening. Since the Incredible Hulk, uh, numbers are going. Oh, saying that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right now, box office is going to be in between thirty-five to fifty-five million. I think that's a little bit higher. Cause, oh, actually, no. Uh, Black Widow. I think she did sixty-five or something like that for the through the opening weekend. But this is going to be at thirty-five to fifty-five million. So that would be Thursday through Sunday of that mm. opening week. It is only. 
going to do. Um, and 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 actually, this is from Box Office Pro. They actually went to the numbers of why they think that is. You know, it was a combination of yeah. the it's going to come out on Labor Day weekend, right? So Delta, people are going to be barbecuing. Uh, yeah, the Delta variant. Uh, people are staying out of movie theaters again, and yeah, I totally get it. it uh, you know, it, hopefully, it won't be as bad as the original as the Incredible Hulk movie, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. Um, you know, Black and it's Widow. It's kind of a, it's kind of a niche film, right? It's it, yeah. it really it's kind of a niche film. So right, you know, you know, one of my uh, my friends last night he was saying, you know, there's a disturbing thing that's happening, right? Where, okay, you just got this one lone guy that anybody outside of comic books doesn't know who this guy is. The normal formula for this type of stuff would be you introduce them along with some of the other characters. So you put them in, you know, with Black Panther or or, or even Black Widow. That would have been a great time to freaking do that. You no, know, there's yeah. there would have been a China Russian connection somehow there. They didn't do that. Uh the only really interesting connection might be Jimmy Woo, right? But nobody is mm-hmm. really like on the Jimmy Woo like that. And from what I'm saying there he's not up front and center right now so so I, I, we don't know what they're doing so that makes sense of people they don't know what this is they're not <laughs> you know so and and the thing that i can see coming with this in a, in a couple of weeks and and i'm sure that uh, that the, the all the news markets are holding off on this until it comes out to see if they can maybe kill the box office on it is basically if you if you were to read master kung fu 50 years ago when it when he first debuted um it was you know there was a lot of racially stereotypical stuff going on you know with the uh, the the four color inking where they were inking asians as like actually yellow mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um and and in the comics in the in the original comics and they changed this for the movie and they changed it later on too is that his his uh his father in the comics was fu manchu which is actually uh, another property that was owned by someone else that was created by someone else um, but that was a super, uh, super racially uh, sensitive uh, character. Um, the villain, there was a the, the couple of times the villains was like Yellow Claw. And there was, you know, it was really kind of um, cringy if you go back and read it now. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah, yeah. they used a lot of, um, a, a lot of racially derogatory uh, words, which I imagine if if uh, I imagine how you, how offensive you might see if you were reading uh, Luke Cage fifty years ago and saw the N word coming up, um, mm-hmm. which it didn't. It, they were they were they were smart enough to not do that. But there are Asian uh, slur words in Master of Kung Fu almost all the time. <laughs> You know, so I can imagine if someone was going to, re- and, and I, you know, someone's going to write an article about this in a couple of weeks, and it's going to be a shame on shame on Marvel, you know, yeah. uh, for for something they did fifty years ago, and you know, it's gonna it's gonna be another one of those. So, uh, y- you know, that's where I kind of feel like that might affect the box office a little bit on that end, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I, I think. Uh, I think Shang Chi could actually be a really good movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, like I had no doubt that it'll be a good movie, but you're not going to get people to risk their lives trying to see this movie that they have no, no idea about. So, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, uh, let's. Yeah. let's I'm going to take a break. break. Yeah, let's take all a break, right. and then we'll we'll actually talk some comics. 
is really my favorite ad. <laughs> uh, um, High all right. production value, man. It, it 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 is it is. I wish someone would make a big epic trailer like that for no prize. Hint, Josh. Hint. All right. <laughs> um. No, all right. So I got, I got I got one for a drunken chat, but it's like you know, a good three or four seconds of me just drinking a big bottle of tequila, man. It's it's not a good uh, look. <laughs> I hope you didn't chug it. Yeah, I was chugging. Oh no, chugging. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, gotta represent. Oh Jesus! All right, so uh, so I think this would be the the very definition of a light week on uh, from Marvels, and uh, you know, not as many books as we usually get, in and not as much quality as as uh, we've been kind of accustomed to seeing. Um, but yeah, uh, so Fantastic Four Life Story number three. I, I I honestly, when I saw number three, I was like, wait, did I miss number two? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because I, yeah. I like, I couldn't remember reading it, but then like I went back and I looked and I was like, oh wait, we did get number two. And then I like I so I reread number two, and then I was like, wait a second, I did read number two. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was like it was one of those books that I was like, it kind of was stealthy. Yeah, it should this should be coming out weekly, right? Not uh, yeah, yeah. Because by the time the next month, I, I don't forgot what happened. You know, I you know. It's not that type of book that it should be coming out monthly. You know, just 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 break it out weekly and let's get it over with. You know? Yeah. So you know, as compared to uh, you know, what I wanted to see was um, I don't know if you noticed the cover of uh, of the the Spider Man Shadows book that came out this week, but in mm-hmm. the corner there was a, a new trade dress that had the question mark and it was a what if story. So it looks like they've actually kind of turned what if into more of like an else worlds type kind of trade dress which i thought was awesome and i think going forward books like this like fantastic four life story should actually have the what if trade dress on it which um you know who knows maybe they will maybe there wasn't room for it with the 60 year logo on it on this this issue today um but uh this book is really kind of following the the uh, the almost the, the trope established in the Spider-Man life story from last year where it's basically each issue is taking a decade of uh, of uh, the of the characters and kind of playing it out as you know we know we all know that Spider-Man and Fantastic Four created it back in the 60s but what if they aged in real time and what kind of stories can come out of this one uh, yeah. So the, the so the only thing that really is kind of bugs me about this, and let me sh- just shout out the creators. So written by Mark Russell, art by Sean Izaxi, uh color artist is Nolan Woodward with letters is VCs Joe Caramagna. He's the hardest working man in comics, I think. Um, the the now the thing a little bit that confuses me right is the fact that. Uh, they established some some relationships in the in these books over the course of the now thirty years now, right? I mean, because they're like sixties, seventies, eighties, right? Um, so, like characters like Victor Von Doom, where I'm supposed to believe that Victor Von Doom they worked with Reed for thirty years before he turned himself into Doctor Doom, and the kind of like the relationships like that um, where the other things that are believable that like Reed and Sue um, where Sue's actually marginalized 
uh, like much like she was in the Kirby run where, you know, mm -hmm. they stay at home, take care of the kids and stuff like that. But are we supposed to believe that over the course of 30 years that she was just continuing to, to do that? You know, I think the most believable kind of story arc here is Johnny Storm, where he's kind of stuck in his bachelor type ways. Um, but he like they even make a joke here that, you know, he's pushing 40 and he's still kind of a kid. Right. Um, right, 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 right. And that that, uh, you know, especially where where Johnny actually uh, sacrifices his life to, at the end of this issue to to save to save everyone is really kind of almost the only heroic moment <laughs> in this whole series so far. Uh, yeah. But a, a lot of it is kind of like they're really kind of stretching out the story to the point where uh, it's it's almost unbelievable the time frame, right? Um, it, but other than that, I mean, I kind of like what they're doing where they're actually like aging the characters. You actually like read a couple of issues ago started with the, uh, you know, with, with looking fresh and new. And now he's got the the white at the temples, like, you know, the classic mm -hmm. read. Um, the thing hasn't changed much. You see the dynamics changing between Reed and Sue where they're married and then they're now they're uh, Sue has filed divorce and she starts up a relationship with Namor, which is loosely kind of has happened in the comic books but um here is more of a uh you know makes you believe that this is more of a long-term relationship that sue and namor got into um which kind of really squares away like namor's not a villain in this namor's more of a <laughs> of a hero because of the relationship with sue um so it's interesting stuff um the, the the they bring out the mad thinker again but then again i'm seriously thinking really i it's like am i supposed to believe the mad thinker has really been around and trying to conquer the world for 20 years using computers and yeah. it was kind of it's a, you know so it was a little bit disjointed um i'm interested in seeing how the story plays out because what i really expected was and you know I, even though i did i kind of expected one of the fantastic four to 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 kick the bucket in this issue was going forward like what do they do in the 90s and the 2000s i know uh we see like franklin is probably is going to be a member of the team and kind of keep it in the family kind of thing um but you know you know by the time they get they hit uh the 90s or 2000s you know reed and ben are gonna be old men yes you know seven years old yeah yeah so um It'll be interesting to see if they're gonna do like a second generation type of uh, of this, and and who who ends up defeating Galactus when Galactus eventually shows up. Because now Galactus, we know Galactus has been showing up. Uh, he's gonna be coming, and for thirty years now, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's just not here. So at what point does Reed become just a crackpot, where, you know? Man, yeah, nobody been talking about. They, yeah, yeah. They, they spend all this money on him on his crackpot theories and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like we we read we read in the paper all the time or online about like, oh, this asteroid is going to hit the Earth in thirty in thirty something years, and we're all just like, yeah, get out of here with that crap. You yeah. know, it's going to miss us. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna it's gonna come near very near close to us. You know? Yeah, like, don't tell uh, me about yeah. something that's gonna happen in thirty years. I want to live my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so to me, that this is uh, it, it is it's a great concept, and it's 
it's like you know in this issue where they were in the 80s and of course so they have uh they have uh the cold war russia and america and the nuclear bombs and everything so it's a good back story backdrop for the story but the story seems a little really drawn out really uh convoluted and and uh and i'm really like i'm, I'm sorry Doctor Doom is such an epic villain. I can't believe he's gonna he's he's gonna wait thirty years to uh, to, to get his revenge on or take over his the the country or whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is it's a it's a little far fetched for me, but they're doing what they can in the concept. So uh, it's yeah. it's worth it's worth reading for the nostalgia of it. Oh yeah, I mean, <clears throat> once again, I. I the perfect word that you use is disjointed, right? Because yeah, there were there were definitely other avenues that they could have used to to perform this, right? So, for instance, you know, using facts, right? So, for instance, Doctor Doom, um, as a he's like Latverian or something like that, and yeah. you know, Latveria at this time probably should have been a part of the uh, you know the Soviet Union, right? And for a fact, we know that a, a lot of the people that helped us with our our national defense were from the Soviet Union, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they were the experts at the time. So you should have had Dr. Dean, who was part of the Soviet Union, coming, you know, coming over to the U.S. to help us with our national defense and Star Wars program. That should be a part, part of the thing. Yeah. Uh, the, I love the the fact that the, you had this uh, Submariner and Sue thing going on. That, that was perfect. Because, in fact, that's been building up, right? So Dr. Reed, he's been so obsessed with this whole Collectors thing. You know, Sue, she's been feeling neglected, um, especially since the 60s on to the 70s. And, yeah, it finally came to the head where she's like, no, screw it. I'm going to get a divorce, right? So that that's great. But the thing that should have been is, okay, she she's just sitting in – you know, helping Submariner. She doesn't know about the big event that they're going to, so she's just sitting chilling. And then, you know, Johnny, he goes out to do his thing, and it should have been, okay, now that Sue isn't there to protect him with the big shield and all that thing, that's the result of why he died. That should have been a, a big thing. That should have been a whole part of it. Uh, you know, the 80s, and I will say this, but the 80s by itself, that could have been a whole year of stuff that that should have been fleshed out even yeah. the 60s right there should have been a whole thing of stuff yeah. that should have been fleshed out uh, a whole year right because there's so much context of us battling back and forth in this great power competition in between us and russia cuba venezuela all that yeah. stuff but they they just took this one little piece of bit and freaking i mean come on they gave screen time they gave panel time the freaking uh Howard, what what was his name? Uh, the dude from the, the the Tonight Show. I forget what his name is. Oh, David Letterman. Yeah, David Letterman. They gave yeah. him, they gave him panel time for that, but they couldn't give panel time to the stuff that was happening in Cuba, Venezuela, and Iran. Yeah. Yeah. Iran during the eighties. They forgot that. They forgot the Iran Contra thing. They mm-hmm. didn't put that in there, but they gave David Letterman freaking time. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, another thing, another thing that uh, that I'll shout out because I know that we talked about this when we we reviewed Spider-Man Life Story last year was um, was the fact that if we were going to have a, like go by the decades, why not get artists of this of the time period? You know, if we're doing a Fantastic Four in the '80s, where's John Byrne? Bring John Byrne back to do this issue, you right. know, or you know, the '90s, and, and I'm not gonna. 
you know, of course the nineties artists of fantastic four, but <laughs> Paul Ryan and uh, Mike Wieringo they're they're both passed away, but I mean, you could find other artists that, uh, that worked on some issues there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it would be, I think more, uh, more of a nostalgic kind of throwback than it is here where you're basically just using the decade as a backdrop for the story as right. opposed to the art. So, yeah, the art, yeah, the art was a disappointment. It just didn't have that '80s vibe at all, right? Mm. No, they tried to throw little things in here, like the Walkman and the old TVs and the clothing, which was a big failure, right? It, right, just, right. It, 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 it didn't feel '80s at all, man. It never made me freaking harken back to the '80s, man. So I was like, I, I, yeah, I mean, that was that was all supposed to elicit a chuckle, I think. You know, with Johnny Storm with the Walkman and the high top sneakers and stuff like that. I was, it is what it is, but you know. So yeah, I think you know if, for this for this issue, if you're feeling nostalgic, pick it up. Uh, I I mean, I kind of like the format. I imagine we'll probably see what Captain America. Uh, well, no, I don't because well, Captain America is the man out of time, so we won't see that. But um, you might see Iron Man. We might see Iron Man life story. That would be, I guess, pretty cool. Um, sure. Or X Men life story that would be that would be cool cool too to see like a fifty year history of the X Men. Give me give me Black Widow. Give me yeah, a, give me yeah. a Black Widow life story. Yeah right. yeah so the we'll, yeah. The, the, the the formats the formats good so we'll we'll I'm sure we'll see more. Um or oh, the Hulk oh, the Hulk would be cool. So yeah. all right so let's uh, let's uh, let's move on. I know that there's uh you know a couple of other interesting tidbits uh we have the runaways which who knew that the runaways was closing in on issue 100 of uh, life like if you go legacy numbering (laughs) i know that uh you know and this was (laughs) i used to make johnny read uh runaways every once in a while because i like the book (laughs) and i know it's not his cup of tea um but uh you know this this book is really kind of stealthy good. Uh, it's not really um, what I, I would call a mainstream type book. Um, this book reminds me of a lot like uh, what the X-Men used to be 50 years ago, where the X-Men kind of existed in their own bubble and their own kind of part of the of the Marvel Universe and never show anybody touch them, especially when Claremont was doing them. You know, um, no one uses the Runaways in their books. You don't see them guest starring anywhere. They're just always right here in Runaways. Um, And, you know, Rainbow Roll has been writing this iteration of Runaways since it launched. She hasn't gone anywhere. Andre uh, Genelay's artwork has basically been on the book since it relaunched. Um, You know, we have color artist Dee Kniff and uh, V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. on lettering this so this book really kind of is is not a ton of action ever really going on in this book it's a it's a very character driven uh story uh and it's 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 young adult it is it's it's young adult uh there's there's a lot of it's a lot of relationship a lot of soap opera type stuff um but it's really good. You know, if you read it, you kind of really get sucked in and you really kind of enjoy the characters and their, and their journeys. Uh, and, uh, and here, um, you know, you kind of, uh, kind of 
get uh, uh, Gertie, the the character of Gertie has had her. She's actually come back. There's a now. There's two Gerties in this book. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a future Gertie and a and a present Gertie, and Gertie has come back to to rescue Chase. And I guess that's the um, the story here is that apparently in the future Chase something happens and Chase becomes a villain and uh, and Gertie who in the, in in the present time is in a relationship with Chase um, there's kind of a lump love triangle going on with a couple of characters um, where uh, where Chase you know is, is a good guy here bad guy in the future it's kind of the format for the book right with all the yeah. with the with the runaways all being children of uh of former like super villains right 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 so this uh, this book really uh, you know i i can't really kind of get into it, like all the stuff that's going on in this book um but it's really a, a, a character driven drama and this this actually reads almost like a final issue even though it's not the final issue, but if you right. follow through the story, the different characters, the kind of the storylines are all coming to a head. We have uh, Carolina and Nico's uh, relationship with uh, with uh, Carolina's mom uh, coming back from uh, uh, the uh, the the different planet because Carolina is an alien, which I mean you really can't tell. Um, but they're coming back to bring her back to their planet. Uh, so she leaves at the end of this issue to go back and she's wants to take Nico with her. Um, so they, the, both of them leave and then chase gets sucked back into the future. So present chase is now in the future with future Gertie. And uh, so it leaves, uh, it leaves the rest of the characters kind of sitting on their hands. And uh, it does kind of read like they break up the team which you don't have, you haven't seen, like they've never really broken up the team before. And so, so here it just kind of reads like, well, this is it, but we know that it's, that it's not. And and, I, and right. f- from everything I've read about Rain- Rainbow Roll, she just loves this book and she wants to write it forever. So right. um, I enjoy this book. I, I recommend it super highly for anybody that likes that, that maybe prefers character driven story over action and um and consistent artwork i I don't want to say the art's great but it's consistent um Mm. so you know the character you know who the characters are the characters look like the characters every issue it's really um it's really interesting so uh you know if you if you've caught runaways on tv the couple of seasons that they were on i think hulu um it's it's really kind of that type of Young adult, uh, I hate to use the word, but almost like woke, wokeish kind of writing, and and sure. the, uh, you know it's it's uh, it's interesting, and they kind of and they and they are fringe fringy Marvel universe, right? Right. So yeah. they, they, it's they're there. There's sometimes you see a scroll, which you see at the end of this <laughs> issue, but for the most part, they're in their own little universe and you never really see them interacting with anybody. So, um, so I enjoy this book. Did, did you just read this because I said I wanted to talk about it or do you read runaways on a regular basis? No, I mean, I try to read every single one of these, um, you know, to look for new appearances and, and all that other stuff, but I've consistently runaways has been, good it has it or at least it's it is what it is right is they don't really have bad issues they just have issues that 
is what is, what is Runaways, <clears throat> and and I, I consider Runaways to be one of those great comic books that a lot of other comic books are missing, right? So hmm. these are these are teenagers, right? So they're not perfect yet. They're they are growing, they are evolving, right? Each and every single one of these has this part about them, right? Yeah. Um, even even the the one big one of the big main characters, I think his name is Chas. Is it Chase? Uh, yeah, it Chase. is Chase. Yeah, right. Who is supposed to be the papa uh, of the group, right? But he's not fully evolved enough to take accountability and to do what this group needs to do, right? Or to push yeah. these guys in a way that they need to be. Even 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 the one that is all powerful, right? She's actually sick, right? So she actually has to go away to another place to, to get healed. It, so in order to live, she actually has to, in effect, break up the freaking group, mm-hmm. right? So that that is another element that is just amazing that they're putting that into this, right? No, they're they're great by themselves. They're great amongst each other, but in order to survive, in order to to go forward, they actually have to break up, and that's that's a great great narrative point to put in there. But overall, once again. If you're a young adult and you're looking through the, definitely if you can pick up this this thing. Uh, and you mentioned the TV show, yeah, the TV show was good, but it's not on fire, right? Mm-hmm. There's 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 another level that the Runaways needs to go to, and I can see each and every single one of these characters that someday be big characters on their own. It's just that they're not there yet, and Runaways hopefully is going to expand them to that territory. So. Yeah, I mean, there's just not, there's just so much I can see about this and go on and on, but you know. Well, this is, you know, when I see this book and I see that they'll, they'll, I mean, this book has had legs over the, I mean, we're up to 100 issues, so it's been around for a good 10 years. This, when I see other books like, um, like America Chavez, or I <sighs> see, um, you know, uh, like a Kate Bishop Hawkeye book or some something pointed at young adults, but more, uh, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I hate using the word woke, but that's the word that kind of, uh, that's kind of the word that I think fits, right? Um, but uh, this is the one that I think is done right, right? I mean, and and when I when I read America, um, which which also came out this week, which is why I'm saying it, um, it's like I wish that they, I'm like, man, I I wish this book was more like Runaways, you know. Mm where it was more focused on uh, the overall story driven as opposed to where I feel like um, like a book like America just kind of hits me over the head with the diversity of it. And this book right. is naturally diverse where you, you just read it and the, 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 you know that the kids are all, you know, they're, they're all from all walks of life and they're, what they're, they're doing what they do and the story is the story. This, right. you know, I, I think a lot of the other books are coming out that are just uh, – you know, let's see how how hard we can hit you on the head with the with the diversity stick and um, uh, and, and but it, this book has been doing what it does for for ten years. So I this is why I rec- I would recommend this book over any of the other stuff that's coming out aimed at the young adults. Right, and and by woke, uh, I, I I think yeah. the I think the the thing to put out there is that you know, for instance, in the Miles Morales world as well. These characters, yeah. what gets annoying is they, they wake up saying "soy Latino, soy Latino, I'm black, I'm black." They wake up, "I'm black, soy Latino." They, they, and it's it's unnatural the way they remind you of their cultural diversity. It's very unnatural. Here, right. they they just are who they are. They don't it need is, to remind yeah. you. 
They don't need to remind you that one of them is Latino. They don't need to, the other one doesn't need to remind you that she's Asian. The other one doesn't. The yes, there are people who have diverse sexuality and genders in here, um, but it's it's natural. It's more romantic right. and natural. And there's hey, we are in love, and as a result of that love, that makes this complication over here. Right. That's perfect. Right. That's, That's a, it, it's like every X-Men book out there right now is, is you know, we're not just mutants. We're <laughs> gay mutants or so, you know, <laughs> something like that, you know? And, and used to be, it used to be that the mutant part was what made you diverse, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's, uh, it, it is the story of like, you know, I, I only, I, I, I can't just make it in the world, uh, I have to make it in the world as a mutant. I have to make it in the world as a, as a, you know, transgender uh, mutant or something, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's more of like, it's like an identity on top of an identity where, you know, like, well, like I said, runaways is the story is the story and these different diverse characters interact within the story as Mm. opposed to their diverse, the diversity being the story. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, So, so, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, hundred percent, hundred issue number one hundred. Go find the other ninety nine, man. They're they're really really good. Uh, and I think you know, I, I, I've we've reviewed Runaways a few times. Anybody that picks up Runaways, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at how much you like the book. Sure. That's the biggest recommendation that I can give. Mm-hmm. Well, would you? How about would you recommend this one? Would you recommend Daredevil? Man, I always recommend Daredevil. <laughs> Zdarsky and Chichetto's book, man, this this book is on all cylinders. And we just this is we just talked about this in the last episode because this has only been two weeks between issues. I can't I can't believe how good this book is. And look at that cover, man. It's fucking excuse my French. <laughs> the flames coming from the horns. Come on, that that book is this book is is fire right now. This book is the best book Marvel's putting out right now. This and Immortal Hulk. Um, but that but but Daredevil is so um has been has been so consistent over the last year and a half. It's just been good. The story has been ha, has just pulled you in and not let you go. The 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 playing on and like we've seen that we've seen the story before, right? Mm-hmm. Three arrow gets replaced by, uh, you know, a, a gender switch. You know, uh, so now Elektra is running around as Daredevil, but that hasn't stopped Matt from being Daredevil in prison. Um, but this is a different kind of a switch with the surprise at the end of this issue, where um, where Daredevil now is ap- apparently running the prison, and it looks like he started a riot. Um, but you know, we all know that there's some other different thing going on here. Mm-hmm. But um, but seeing Elektra taking on three different clones of Bullseye, seeing the Kingpin in the background with his little machinations and whatever, what have you, you find out that Kingpin was responsible for cloning Bullseye, and that of course Bullseye got away from uh, from Kingpin, and now you know it's his kingpin's job to kind of bring bullpen back in uh, bullpen bullseye back in um this this book is really there's so many different threads going on but it's it's you realize how tightly woven the book is just 
because every switch of scene, every every character driven narrative is just so tight, and you know that you know when it ends. Like I don't, this is I, I don't know how it's going to end. Yeah, <laughs> I know eventually, right, right. eventually we'll be back to zero, right? Matt will be back as Daredevil, Electra will be Electra. I know that that's how it's going to end, but it's got me. It's got me right now. And I just I can't wait for the next issue. I was so surprised that it, like I didn't know it was two. Uh, we were getting two of them this month, but when I saw this come through my my pull list, and I was like, oh, I just read. We just read it two weeks ago, and now we're talk. We're going to talk about it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, ah, I, you know, I can't get enough of it right now. Um, but hey, man, Zdarsky deserves all the credit in the world because how tough is it to take a character that's been around this long and trying to do a story that seems original? But you know, it we I, I mean we I know we've read this kind of stuff before, but this you know feels where, it feels well, new. Here's, well, here's here's the deal. You know where I've seen this stuff before in Mexican telenovelas. <laughs> the okay. main character. Goes to uh, goes to prison. Now, main character always goes to prison, always. Okay. Every single every single time, right? And then there's this unrequited love in, in between you, in between the main character and and his love, and his love is trying to keep everything afloat while he's in prison and everything, right? And then you know, there's always the twin brother or the brother that he never knew that he had or that, that nobody knew that he had that's switching places with him as well and making his life bad and all this other type of stuff, right? And then there's always the antagonist, right? He's always on some, some other bullshit, right? But of course, you know, eventually we'll love the antagonist as well, right? Because, you know, he's doing what he's got to do. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a jackass, right? But he's not a total jackass and everything. So, <laughs> those are, so, so yeah, this is, that's total, this is a, this, man, Chips of Darcy, come out, come out of the closet, man. You've been Watching Let's Tell the Novellas. I, I know you. Stop, stop the lie. It's okay, man. Me and you, man. Me and you. La, la pasión del amor, man. I, I, I know. I know that's what you're watching, man. And then the, even some of the stuff, the, the scenes, the panels. Uh, Mark the channel. I know what you've been watching too, man. You've been sitting right there on on the couch, right next to Chips of Dark. You're like, hey, man, this will be a great freaking Daredevil. Yeah, I know you. Freaking, you need to give your money back to Juan Gabriel, man. Stop, stop, stop the lie. Uh, but good stuff, man. <laughs> if you're not reading Daredevil, what's wrong with you? That's basically that's basically what we're coming down to. That's you should be you should be going back, get every Zdarsky Daredevil that you can. It's just yeah. he he has he has built the mythos, and it just feels you know it, it just feels like this is uh, the best. This is the best run on Daredevil since uh, since Frank Miller. I th- and and that's a that's saying a lot, so. Sir, all right. Uh, let's go do some honorable mentions. Uh, Avengers Tech on number one. Um, Duh. Yeah, they've they've got they've already had these armor things that's out there, but this was the first one that I saw. The Wolverine had his own type of armor. Uh, Captain Marvel number thirty-one, first appearance of the Sludge. Right. Uh, it was a weird one, but. The, the cover that by any of me absolutely freaking beautiful and I think that was like a one to fifty or either it was a one to fifty or one to one hundred. That's a great cover that I haven't seen yet. So that's yes, I, I it's it's very expensive, but you no, know, I I had to leverage some of our customers. I, oh, I to, look I, at that! I, I had to have it, man. I had to have it, man. The wife's nice gonna kill me when she sees the bank statement. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Miles Morales number twenty one. Uh, new suit. 
right? Uh, you know, we've been talking about this for a while. That he was getting a new suit. Um, Do you like the new suit? Like a lot of people don't like it, man. A lot of people are saying, you know, it looks like it's by, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, influenced by some rapper or something like that. And it's like, eh, whatever. But I, I think even more important first appearance. Once again, this is not Ship's first appearance, but this is the first time he appears without the Miles Morales suit on him. Right. So that was so I thought that was kind of interesting. And then let's see what else, what else, what else, what else? What else? Uh Dr. Bloodroot, uh X Force number twenty two. You know, he's he's got some beef with the X Force because of something that happened with his wife, apparently. Is that his first appearance or did he appear in the previous issue of X Force? <laughs> Uh, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm jacked up. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I did, li- I did like the story of what was going on. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with me, and, and you know what? In fact, you are right. He, he did appear in the previous one uh, because there was a whole bunch of different ones that were running around. Um, and there was he, a plant. There was a plant guy in this issue, manslaughter, that looked a lot like. Uh, he no, was man, like a man, cry, man, cross yeah, between man thing and swamp thing. Exactly right. Um, even I've, I, uh, what was the name of the one guy from the '80s that that always had the you know the uh, the Gatling gun as well? There's there's one that's out there. Uh, I can't even remember the the Swamp Avenger or something like that. <laughs> um, but I, the interesting thing about Bloodroot is that it looks like he may have an ancestor because the Mighty Thor number thirteen. There was a rogue Bloodroot who has a connection to Idrisol. Uh, or the the tree that you know goes into Vanheim and you know Thornheim and all that other stuff. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But they were able to contain him, but you know they're saying he's probably not dead, so he's probably lurking out there somewhere. Hmm. Uh, the, the, the Hellions number fourteen. Uh, this one was from last week. Um, there is a new Omega mutant that's out there. Um, once again, this is another cover by Enhyuk uh, Lee. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, I haven't gotten this one yet, but I, you know, I'm going to be hunting for it on a cheap. And this was the big scandal um, from this week. Um, you know, credit to Comics Main and uh, Ninth Wonder. Uh, Wait, why? Why? Why is this scandal? Because uh, so you know those Walmart packs, right? You know, yeah. you're supposed to be able to get. You were supposed to be able to get maybe like second, third prints. Well, it's not just second and third prints. There are like one to fifties, one to one hundreds, and these eight dollar freaking packs. It's a scandal because you no know, retailers they're paying, they're buying fifty comic books or hundred. I think somebody found like uh, one to one thousand. So in order to get that one to one thousand, you had to buy a thousand freaking comic books. And here you and that's, are. That's that <laughs> spider. That's that amazing Spider-Man cover, right? So that amazing Spider-Man cover that's uh the patrick lisa that one's actually just one to 25 oh okay um, but i mean that is that the variant cover yes sir and that what's and what's the other cover the x of swords cover uh da, 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 yes the x of swords cover that's a one to ten uh the one next to it to the right that's the star wars high republic stores are one to 25s and i forget what the non-stop spider-man is it might be like wow a one to so now these are these are available at walmart Yes, sir. So a bunch of people are running out to the local Walmart to see if we can buy some packs and see what's in them. Um, apparently, uh, if you find any of the Star Wars High Republic packs, those are where they, those are at. Um, but, huh. but, but, and, and that's one thing, right? It's okay. It's like, okay, retailers, send us, let, let's pretend that Walmart uh, bought 
one fifties or excuse me, bought fifty comics and then they uh they qualified to buy that. Let's let's pretend that. Well, that's not the only thing that was happening. In fact, I talked to uh Dennis uh Barger from Wonder World Comics last night and he says, Well, some of his retailer exclusive comics, right? So a retailer exclusive comics is sometimes a retailer will get the opportunity to have their own special cover, right? So they've gotta they've gotta buy a thirty five hundred comics and then yeah. you know and then you know they'll get their own like other stuff right so yeah i've seen like midtown midtown comics has done that a bunch they have like their mm -hmm. own covers yeah well some of his retailer exclusive remember he got his 3500 but apparently other comics of his were showing up in some of these walmart packs really okay mm -hmm. so i you know where i where originally i'm thinking that they put those uh, variant incentive variants in the walmart packs just to kind of create some buzz now it looks like they're kind of screwing the retailers over a little bit, yeah. Yes, sir. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. So that's so we're still waiting for comment from somebody, whether it be you know Diamond. Diamond says, "Well, it wasn't us." Okay. Well, it's it's, it's got to be somebody, uh, or waiting for comment from from uh, you know from Marvel or, or whoever. But of course, Marvel doesn't have to say shit, you know, and that's fine. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But. but do these real retailers that are doing these exclusives they need to be aware like okay you've paid for this much and some of your stuff may end up in some of these walmart packs for and you're wow. not getting compensated interesting yeah. wow nope yeah. well that's 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 all i got man that's all you got that's all i got <laughs> so hey uh show up next uh next episode will be the it'll be the last summer episode of no prize podcast and Ooh, we will already over jesus <laughs> oh yeah. unfortunately it's gonna this maybe it'll be our back to school episode <laughs> <laughs> because i know that my daughter will be going back to school in a couple of weeks and she's oh. not looking forward to it and back to in school learning you know after a year and a half yeah. so i'll we'll see so, all right. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I hope we gave you some good tidbits of info, what to be looking for, and uh, and we will see you in two weeks. Hasta la vista. As I look for the outro, ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs>